Let me lead us in a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for Christmas. Thank you for this yearly remembrance of your son's birth. And thank you that um, we can gather this evening uh, to celebrate uh, the good things you have done for us uh, through, the, through, through that son. Uh, Father, we pray that as we uh, look at your word today, uh, your spirit would work among us uh, and that he would help us uh, to see how really good uh, it is uh, that Christmas has happened uh, and that uh, you, he will enable us uh, to respond uh, in love and obedience to you. Uh, so we commit this time to you, Father, uh, asking for your work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have you ever been scared? Like, really scared? Now, sometimes things scare us, which we really ought to be scared about because they are real dangers. Sometimes things scare us and we realize later that was just silly. We didn't need to be scared at all. Uh, sometimes there are real threats, but we're not scared simply because we're too foolish and don't realize the danger. Some people really ought to be scared of things, but they carefully train themselves not to be. Like in the recent tragic story of Wu Yongning from China. Did you read about it? Did all those Facebook stunts on tall buildings without safety equipment build up a big following of fans and then people began to notice, he hasn't posted for a while. And they began to wonder why, and rumors turned out to be true. He had fallen to his death. Later, the video of his fall went up and racked up more than 15 million viewers on Chinese social media. Well, this evening, we're going to hear about some people who were really scared, and at one level, rightly so, like Wu Yongning ought to have been. But then they heard a message, a message that they didn't need to be scared, not because they were going to ignore the danger or train themselves not to, not, to, not to take into account of it, but because something had been done so that they could be perfectly safe. They would genuinely not need to worry anymore. And so this would be a message of Really, really good news. And that message was good for them, but it's good for you and it's good for me 2,000 years later. But before we get to that good news in the message, let me tell you a bit more about the events behind it. Earlier on uh, in Luke's uh, gospel, Mary had been told by an angel that the baby she was carrying would be the king that Israel had been waiting for. He would be a descendant of King David. King David had been Israel's greatest king. And God had promised him that, that his descendants would always be on the throne. And so this baby would be the king that God had promised would reign forever. Now, one of the prophets, which we read in our Old Testament reading today, had predicted that God's promised king would be born in Bethlehem. If you look very carefully on the screen, you'll see Bethlehem. Can you see Bethlehem? Can lah? <laughs> Just. Now, here's the problem. Mary 
and her fiancé Joseph lived in Nazareth. There's Nazareth. That's a bit of a distance. But God knew what he was doing. The Roman emperor, Caesar Augustus, organized a census and made everyone go back to their own town to register. Oh, that's a picture of Caesar Augustus. It looks like he's telling everyone to go back to their town to register, right? <laughs> Uh, but since, and since Joseph was descended from David, he had to go back to Bethlehem, the city of David, which is at least a three-day trip away. Uh, if you're going to walk today, Google Maps tells us it would take a 33-hour walk. Right? So Joseph was the first one to ballet kampung for Christmas. Right? It's wonderful, isn't it? How God, in control of history, so that even the Roman emperors do his bidding to make sure his prophecies are fulfilled. And so in verse 4 of Luke chapter 2, sentence number 4 under the events here, Joseph goes from Galilee, from Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, to Bethlehem, because he's in the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, who was pregnant with child. And while they're there, in verse 7, she gives birth to the firstborn son, she wraps him in swaddling cloths, lays him in a manger. Manger is a place where the animals feed because there's no place for them in the inn. I don't know what happened when you were born, but when I was born, I was in the newspaper. It's true. Right? Not because I was famous or special in any way or anything unusual about it, my parents simply put a notice under births in the classified ads. Uh, it was just a normal thing to do in Malaysia in those days. Right? People don't do that anymore. Right? Although when you die, they put in la. Okay? <laughs> Nowadays, people publicly announce the birth of a baby on Facebook. Yeah, that's the new norm. When Jesus was born, the news of his birth was announced, not publicly, but to this group of people, well, who were just normal, everyday people doing their work. They were, in verse 8, shepherds out in the field. And they're keeping watch of their flock at night. It's all dark. And then suddenly, in verse 9, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with fear. They were filled with fear. The angel of the Lord appeared to you. When you're out there, you'd be filled with fear too, wouldn't you? But then the angel gave them a message. And it's the message that explains the significance of the things we've just talked about. It's this message of, of good news. The message here, verse 10. The angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Notice there are three things in this good news message. Number one, don't be afraid. Number two, a Savior has been born. And number three, this Savior is Christ the Lord. Now let's think about each of them in turn. 
First of all, the angel says, don't be afraid. Fear would be a natural response to what the shepherd saw. Right? We said just now, if, if the angel appeared to us when we were out there, we too would be afraid. But it's not just the angel appearing to them. Notice what it says there. The angel have appeared to them and the glory of God shone around them. The glory of God shone around them. You know, when, whenever something like that happens in the Old Testament, people rightly thought they were, they were going to die because they know that God is holy and they are sinful. And if a sinful person encounters a holy God, they will be consumed. No wonder they're terrified. You know, sometimes I think that we forget how holy God is. We forget how, how other He is. And we forget the fact that, that we are sinful. And if we come close to His greatness, His holiness, His majesty, His, his perfection, he, that would consume us. That's, that's a scary thing. It's a scary thing. God is awesome and scary. And sometimes we try to domesticate Him. We make Him out to be our pal. But these guys are terrified, and rightly so. But the angel says to them, actually, don't be afraid. I don't come to destroy you. I come with good news of great joy. And this great joyful news is for all the people. So it's not just for them, it's, it's for you, it's for me as well. And this good news comes to us as really good news. This news is, is news that should make us laugh and jump and sing and cry with joy. It's a really good news because God has come not to judge us, not to destroy us as we deserve, but to save us. And that's our second point. A Savior has been born. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Now, what's a Savior? Savior is someone who saves. If you were drowning and someone grabbed you and pulled you to safety, she would be your Savior. If you were in a burning building and the firefighter comes, the bomber comes, he puts him on, he put it on your shoulder and brings you out, he is your savior. And if you saw the glory of God and you knew how holy he is and how sinful you are, you would know that you would never make it past the judgment day. And you will know that you need a savior you will know that you will need someone to rescue you from the holy judgment of God. So listen again to the message of the angel. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. 
Jesus is God made flesh. And he became our savior by living the perfect human life and then dying for us on the cross. For as he died on the cross, he died to take the punishment for our sins so that those who turn from sin and believe in him might be forgiven. So that although we are sinners, we can be counted as righteous and made holy and so that we can approach a holy God and not just approach a holy God, but love and enjoy him forever and not be consumed. A savior has been born. Now this Savior, the angel says, is also God's promised King. Look at the message again. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now the word Christ means the anointed one or the King. And so the baby will be the King of God's people. Now, that's why he's born in the town of David, right? Because he's the promised king of David's line. He would rule God's people. He would lead God's people. He would be lord of God's people. He would be the boss of God's people. He would be in charge of God's people. In fact, the word lord is, is even used for God himself in the Old Testament. This baby would be the one that everyone in the world ought to worship. This baby would be the one that everyone in the world ought to obey. This baby would be the one that everyone in the world ought to, to, to have their allegiance to. He would be the master of the nations. This baby would save God's people from their sins and rule them as their king and lord. Do not be afraid. A Savior has been born. The Savior is Christ the Lord. Well, that's a pretty important message, isn't it? If you got that message, you want to make sure you get the right baby, right? You wouldn't want to put your hopes on someone who couldn't save you. And so when the angel tells the shepherds about the baby, he gives them a sign so they'll know they got the right one. And it's the most surprising of signs. Verse 12. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Now a manger is not that romantic thing you see in the Christmas cards and the pictures. Right? Remember what we said just now. It's a trough. It's where you put animal food for them to eat, right? Who would have thought to look for a baby there? Who would put a baby there? Who would put the baby king there? But then, who would have thought that the way this baby would save his people and become their king would be by dying for them on a cross, the most shameful and low means and then rising again. Jesus would always surprise. This baby king was laid where you would least expect him. 
and this king would go on to be crowned where you would least expect him, on a cross with a crown of thorns. But that's the kind of king he is. Well, as the shepherds were listening to this message, suddenly, in verse 13, we see suddenly, uh, with the angel, there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts, an army of angels, praising God, saying good things about Him. And they're saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those with whom He is pleased. See, as they praise God, they're saying good things about Him. They are telling what He will accomplish through the birth of this baby. Glory to God and peace among those with whom He is pleased. Now, who are the people He is pleased with? Who are the people, another translation, upon whom His favor rests? Who are the people He delights in? Well, God's favor rests on those who receive and believe the message of the good news that's given by these angels. God delights in those who realize that actually they are sinners and can't save themselves, who know that being more moral or more religious won't save them. But they don't need to be afraid because they've heard this good news that the Savior has been born and they, they, they turn away from sin and they trust the Savior to save them from their sin. They look at the only means possible to be right with God is, is through his death and they, and they turn from their sin. They turn to Jesus as their rightful king and they commit themselves to serving him and obeying him as the king of their lives. These are the ones who have peace with God. God's favor rests on them. Instead of condemnation, they now have a good relationship with Him. Instead of eternal punishment, they will enjoy the blessings of, of eternal life with Him forever. And by His kindness to them, God's character of love and faithfulness is clearly shown, and so God is glorified. Let me ask you, are you afraid? There are many things we can be afraid of, but the thing that should scare us sinners the most is meeting God one day in all his holiness and glory. And that is far more dangerous than falling down a 62-story building. Because to fall down the building will kill the body. To meet God in judgment will be eternal condemnation for the soul. It's a realistic fear. But if you are afraid, then listen again to the words of the angels the good news. Do not be afraid. A Savior has been born for you. And this Savior is Christ the Lord. 
So if you turn away from your sins and turn to him as your savior and your king, you have peace with God. His favor will rest upon you forever. And my friends, that is good news indeed. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we acknowledge that you are a holy God and that we are sinful people and that we ought to be terrified of you. But we thank you for the good news, the good news of Christmas that you have sent your Son to be our Savior to take away our sins, and to be our king, to lead us, to guide us. We thank you that we do not need to be afraid anymore if we put our trust in him. We pray, Heavenly Father, that each person here would be those who indeed turn away from sin and trust in the Savior and live under him as king. We ask these things in his name. Amen.